We're just okay, and we play some movies. We're just okay, movie watchers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, uh, Lightning Boy Biggie Size, and I'm joined by Mm, uh, Big Dick uh, Adult Man Guido. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? And cursing Santa, Mandai. Oh, well, we decided to bring Mandai back since apparently you all loved her. You know, I enjoyed talking to her as well. So I wanted to get her in here to talk about this excellent little movie. But before we get into it, you guys watched anything else interesting lately? Um, I've been watching the newest season of True Detective and it's really good. Excellent. How do you compare it to the first season? Because I could not get into the second one at all. Oh, no, I didn't even watch the second one. I think I watched an episode. Uh, First season's still great. Super. Uh, Better than this one. But uh, this one's pretty pretty darn good, too. Cool. Cool. Well, that's good to hear. Very similar themes in in the seasons, in the first and the third. Interesting. You know, for the first season, I think it was the setting what found it what was so interesting being in the uh it was Louisiana, like in the bayou area, just it's so creepy, you know. It's just such a creepy part of the United States. And um I think that's what kind of got me, like really, really gripped me. Uh what's the setting for uh season three? Oh boy, I couldn't tell you. Uh small town America, Midwest, I think. I'm not I'm not positive. It's not it's not a set piece. It's not a focal point of the show. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I'm going to have to check it out. What about you, Mandy? Um, I started watching the second season of Sabrina on Netflix, and also I watched the Muppets movie for the first time last night. So. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, you know, Sabrina looks kind of cool. Uh, Megan really likes Riverdale. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, at times it has its moments where I can see where they were going. Because I think the Sabrina was made by the same people as Riverdale, this this new mm-hmm. version of it. And, uh, like, I love the camera work. I love the lighting, how different it was. Uh, and I kind of like that from Sabrina. But just sometimes the story, especially in Riverdale, just got a little too kitty mm-hmm. for, like, the subject matter they're trying to do. Like, like this one part, they're having to deal with, like, this drug cartel that's in the town but it's like a bunch of like soccer moms and bikers who are kind of working in tandem and the drug is clearly supposed to be either speed or cocaine but they call it jingle jangle and they talk (laughs) it's awful it's and they talk about like it's like heavy stuff like if you're on it like you are on a you know you should be in a drug house somewhere just sorting it all day like like rough stuff like almost to the point of being uh breaking bad levels but every time they say it, it you just i feel like it's christmas <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's weird so i was kind of like i don't know about sabrina if i want to feel that like what's your take on it is it a little more adult or it is very adult very dark if you are very offended of things about christianity and anti-christianity i would definitely not recommend this show uh, but the photography of it is amazing, and the storyline is pretty decent. 
and they <laughs> they say things that crack me up in a way because um it's very the opposite of what we view as christianity so you know how like we say uh thank heaven they say thank hell or let's get the hell out of here they say let's get the heaven out of here and so it's very polar opposite of what christianity view is oh that sounds as bad as jingle jingle (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't know how i feel about that you see i kind of wondered since riverdale is on cw so they've got to you know keep stuff kind of reined in for their audience but like being on netflix you kind of as long as it's not poor and you've kind of got free reign. So I was interested to see how far they would take it, but it doesn't quite sound like they took it as far as I would have wanted, but I might have to check that out too. Well, very interesting, everyone. How about let's get into our main topics. I feel like we've got quite a bit to say about it. I know I do at least. <laughs> the film we have watched and we're about to review is called Shazam. Bio. <laughs> What? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Shazam is the story of Billy Batson. Explain that joke. Oh, damn it. I'm trying to do my monologue. God damn it. All right. You're just going to let me let that go? No, I kind of want to let it go now. Totally went over your heads. Um, No, Gomer Pyle. That was his thing. He would say, Shazam. Oh, yes, uh, yes. And then, I, and then his sergeant would be like, Pyle! <laughs> that, I did not make that connection. <laughs> Clearly. All right, well, thank you for explaining that, Guido. Shazam is the story of Billy Batson, a teenage foster kid in search of a family he lost. After being placed in a new foster home with several other kids, Billy is confronted by an old wizard named Shazam, wishing to grant Billy his wizardly power so he can stop the personifications of the seven deadly sins who inhabit a douchebag named Dr. Savannah. By saying Shazam, Billy goes from being... Billy goes from being a 15-year-old teen into a young adult with superpowers such as flight strength and the ability to shoot lightning will billy be able to stop dr savannah and the sins from ruling their world it'll take more than superpowers to win it'll take a family that ending is money that that is that is a a pure 90s tagline yeah yeah all right so guido what is your thoughts what did you think of shazam Uh. Like overall, it was uh, it was fun enough, I suppose. Um, nothing to write home about, in my opinion. Um, I liked that uh, it was f- somewhat self-aware in how weird it was, especially with the old man wizard like calling people into his lair and ha- like having him touch his staff and say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that they kind of joked about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of too touchy feely with the family shit going on. Oh, no, <laughs> oh. oh, I felt like that was one of the best parts of the film. It reminded me cause it takes place during Christmas and it felt sort of like a Christmas movie at times, like, like a nineties Christmas film. Like, I don't know why I kept thinking of like jingle all the way for some reason, just that kind of level of, of cheese for lack of a better 
word, which I think works to the film's advantage because the film ultimately is about family. That That is the, the core aspect. That's his driving force. That's what he struggles with, uh, whether it's being uh, the teen version of himself or as Shazam. That's his ultimate problem is he did not have uh, a family to rely on. And he's been constantly looking for a family member that in the end you find out spoilers uh kind of abandoned him and uh so i'm that's where i'm okay with the family stuff if it was more of like a sinister batman v superman vibe and they were trying to throw in the family stuff like they did actually that felt tacked on and weird because it just all of a sudden he just mentions you know superman and batman have the same mom's name their moms have the same name i did not say that right uh, and ultimately, that changes the whole dynamic of their relationship. That feels forced. Whereas in something like this, where it's all focused around family, it would have fit. So you think that the thoughts? Christmas helps the family thing? Because I think it hurt the movie really bad. <laughs> oh, it, it was barely even there. We saw the, a Santa Claus and the mall. That's the point that uh, I didn't like it. There's like yeah. no point for it to be at christmas i think it had enough family feel good in it with the relationship between the kids and even the foster parents which were pretty cool in my opinion but they didn't really need that christmas it kind of just made it feel like like was this movie not released on the right time and i feel like it's going to really hurt it as it ages uh, no, but you could say the same thing about Lethal Weapon, and it being in Christmas hasn't affected it. If at all, it's kept it uh, relevant because we keep having the same conversation every year, if it's a Christmas movie or not. Uh, I mean, you mean almost... Die Hard, not Lethal Weapon? <laughs> no, <laughs> Lethal Weapon takes place during Christmas as well. Oh, well, no one talks about that one. They always talk about Die Hard. I win one. I win one on here. <laughs> No, but you're right about Die Hard as well. It's the same case. It it takes place during Christmas, and I don't think it has any effect. It's just it happened. No different than a you know a teen rom com happens during the summer. Doesn't really matter. It could happen during Christmas, and it just it comes down to that argument. This is definitely not a Christmas movie. It's just a film that happens during Christmas, and uh, I mean some of the stuff with the Santa. It's kind of done for yucks. You know, that's why I, I kind of jump in that maybe it's to its detriment uh, that they keep kind of throwing him in. But I still wouldn't say this is a Christmas film. Mm -hmm. well, I definitely a lot of people agree. would, would oh, argue with you that uh, that if it takes place in Christmas in the movie, it is a Christmas movie. No, that's think, yeah. no, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's 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 talk this through. All right. So, would we say if a film had a scene, or at least a portion of the film, was shot during Easter, it's an Easter movie? We don't even use that term. You know, if a if the film took place on the day of Easter, and maybe you might have had a bunny, or maybe saw an egg, but it had nothing to do with the plot itself, is it an Easter movie? Of course it's not. Easter movie isn't a genre, though. You yeah, have to, but maybe like liken it to like a Halloween movie. Oh, sure, that's a, that's a really good example. Absolutely, um, I can't yeah. really think of one because a lot of Halloween <laughs> films are. I I see what you're saying. That's actually a good point. You know, if a film was happening and it had nothing to do with Halloween itself, uh, let's say they were just trying to catch a murderer. 
oh shit, you know, because if you look at like um, Friday the 13th, he is a murderer. It doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween, but it's considered to be a Halloween film. Ooh, that's a that's a really big hole to start diving into. I, that might be bigger than Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We might I have to tackle that discussion for around Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll table this. I think we just found a new uh, episode length well, discussion. That's fascinating. But one thing I will say, speaking about the vibe, you know, normally when we say Christmas film, it's a uh, lovey dovey, you know, heartfelt. And this film is definitely heartfelt because it focuses so much on the family. But there's one particular scene I want to talk about, and maybe I need to give just a hair of backstory. The uh, the main bad guy, Dr. Savannah, he is pissed at his dad and his older brother because basically they picked on him. So once he gets these powers, there's a scene where he goes into a conference room where both his dad and brother are and a bunch of other people. And he's basically flaunting that he's the best. He's super powerful and he's going to teach them what's what. And he takes the brother and throws him out the window, then summons the seven sins. One of them chews the head off of a person and throws him out the window. And we don't really see what else happens, but that already sets a precedent that no one's getting out of that room alive. Cause they all like, fall against the window and are like, ah, and that felt really, really dark all of a sudden for this movie. And I did not like that. Did, did you guys get that same vibe? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was also a darkness that they never really returned to. Like even when, when the seven deadly sins were running amok in the weird ass winter fair, with a Ferris wheel, it's fucking. It's it's got to be like seven degrees out. It's the middle of December, right? And they're in Philadelphia. Uh, anyways, uh, none of those monsters were really like biting people's heads off and tearing their limbs off and shit. Right, right. I felt the same way. Uh, all of a sudden, with a bunch of kids and parents around, they showed restraint, <laughs> An amazing <laughs> amount of restraint that we did not see. And that Just, scene happens out of nowhere. But the, the a lot whole, of chasing. Um, a lot of chasing and even when they like get a hold of them they kind of don't do anything with them they just kind of it, it the camera goes away and no one's really dead um and we don't see anyone dead af after everything wraps up but no it's just it felt like a, almost a reshoot but the rest of the film feels fairly coherent except for that one scene and they could have done it more PG, like, you know, he just goes in there and scares them to death and then just walks out or takes them captive to his lair if we had a scene of that. But see, I don't but think it needed like that. I I feel like this that scene was a very good ending point of what his main goal was. And then capturing Shazam was the main goal of the Seven Deadly Sins. So that's why that scene was a little more dark. Because if this whole movie was about him, that would be his ending scene because he the whole reason why he wanted this power was to show his dad and his brother that he was more powerful and, in essence, kill them. Agreed. I, I totally agree yeah. with you there. You needed that scene to set that precedent that this is really all he wanted to do, but he's being coerced by 
the sins that actually they want to take down Shazam because that's the only thing standing in their way. That's a very good point you bring up. I just don't think we had to throw people out and rip people's heads off when the rest of the scenes are just, hey, look at me flying. Oh, where I'm learning to be your older brother. <laughs> and you got a cute little girl running around saying cute things. And then you have that scene. It's just, it felt weird. Like that should be a scene in a much darker toned uh, superhero film. You know, they they could have still gotten that point across in a more, you know, for lack of a better term, PG sort of way. And uh, uh, they, I think they also wanted you to be afraid when he like went to the foster home. Like if he's just holding people captive and then maybe like, you know, uh, kills his dad and leaves the rest of the boardroom alive or something. You d- you're not sure if he's going to be that bad when he captures the foster family you know you have to set that tone of like he's a really bad guy yeah, how would you I, how would you do it how would you convey that without killing well, I, a bunch of people i think what i would have done honestly is similar to what they did in uh, batman begins with the um oh uh, not the the uh not the snowman the uh scarecrow that's him like how he would just like put on the mask and spray him and just like freak him the fuck out. Like to the point they just can't comprehend anything anymore. He could have done something with that, that, that kind of ability, you know, it's still scary. You don't want that to happen because you're going through a traumatic experience, but you're not going to die. It's just ripping someone's head off in a film like this just doesn't, it, it feels too gross like it's just too far you know and you know he's not going to do that to a bunch of the little kids so why incorporate it in this one scene then it feels like he's um he he is truly holding back when he shouldn't it it just it kind of makes you not feel as attached to that character because but if he has something in his back pocket that's almost just as bad but not ripping the little girl's head off bad then you know it could happen but i guess it's just having that out of body experience like they're not going to do that they're not going to go that far. If they did, it'd be awesome, but they're not going to do it. So I just feel like you can't have like that large of a spike in your um, tone until you just like suddenly get that, that quick disconnect. And then you're having to reconnect back to it because later when they fight, they're doing gags. They're just doing a bunch of gags. They're flying around the city and they're like, I hate this part. They're like staying, you know, flying away from each other. And they're like somewhat distance away. He's like doing his monologue. I'm going to tear you apart and I'm going to throw you down to the abyss. He's like, what? What are you saying? You're too far away. Like, like the lamest web comic joke you could make. They did in this film. And this is the same film where he just decapitated a bunch of people in the boardroom. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, but the movie's full of the, those lame bits. Like it, this yes. movie was geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's, it was a good direction for Warner Brothers to take it rather than the, you know, Suicide Squad, Batman, um, um, Justice League kind of way that they've been d- handling shit and uh, gear it more towards the younger audience. Um, but, uh, yeah, that didn't really bother me. It was just another gag that they had to throw in there, I guess. Sure. Sure. No, I, I, uh, I agree. And everything I've said at this point, I would consider to be nitpicks. They're by no means a, a 
you know, a death nail for, for this film, even that one scene alone. Overall, I think it's a very solid film. I don't have a whole lot to say other than lots of jokes, but still, this is supposed to be a very lighthearted superhero film, so it all works. Uh, I felt like the relationship between, mainly between, um, oh shit, what's his name? Billy and was it Freddy, the, yeah, the other kid? Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought they were actually the kid actors were all pretty decent. Freddie, especially, I thought he was kind of a good, a good fit for this film. You know, a kind of a ups. I don't know if I want to say upstart, but you know, uh, you know, quick witted. You know, he knows he has a disability. People look down to him, but he's fast to you know take him down or, or do whatever. You know, and he's a real supportive friend, and I like that. I think he did a great job. And um, you know, did you guys have any? Like odd feelings though about the constant switch between Shazam and the other kid. Like at, at many times, it felt kind of jarring. Mainly because I think you know the, the actor who's playing the older Shazam is having to just really overact all the time. It'd be like a little, to be like a kid. And I don't know. At times, it felt kind of, I don't know, a little off to me. Like I think about the movie Big. And of course, it's easy to make that comparison. Hell, they he even walks on a uh, floor keyboard in the toy scene when he's fighting the bad guy. Uh, but I just, and I know they're both totally different styles of film, what they're going for. But it just at times I was like, you know, he's an older, he's a, he's an adult now. He wouldn't act this childish. Did you guys feel that at all? I felt that a little bit, but I felt it more like the kid the child actor he was a little bit more mature than what the adult actor was portraying him as exactly it just seemed like he was too hyper for the 15 year old like sulking type of character he was playing through everything else especially with like his background story yeah we never we never saw the kid act like how zachary levi uh, acts as shazam ever really we never saw him say like oh it's gonna be lit or you know <laughs> you know he just didn't turn into this overt kid ever right in fact he had he had very little dialogue really now that i'm thinking of it the kid did no yeah he didn't have much it, it was mostly just scenes of uh character progression not a lot of banter and things like that it's mainly just to get the story moving to the next time he turns into shazam mm. and i guess i don't that's fine with me i mean that's really the part i want to see i don't care that much about the little kid uh, although he has his good moments like when he um finally meets his mom you know that's a really sad scene to, to, to see that happen to the kid it makes you want to root for him more and so you know it's effective in, in that way but ultimately we want to see shazam but i thought the way they played the other kids as well i did honestly did not expect them to all turn into superheroes at the very end and i kind of like that I, I think that's part of the most fun i had uh at the uh, was at the very end although that whole scene went on for a really really long time uh, the fight scene with the family? Yeah, you know, like, we go through this whole movie where we see Shazam having to learn about his powers and going through all the all the funny moments where he's, you know, falling on his ass or blowing something up and in turn blowing himself up. But then we kind of have to go through that same thing again, but with, like, five other people. 
And at, I think they should have sped that up a bit, maybe had a bit more fighting. Like I understand they're in the same situation and it's a little more of an intense scene, but it just felt like it elongated that final scene a bit too much where it was just too much of, Oh, look, I could do this now. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. But we kind of already had, you know, an hour and a half of that. And I'm kind of sick of it. Let's, let's get to something else. Sure. Or am I just being too harsh? I <laughs> maybe just be being too harsh. <laughs> No. Maybe on that scene, but I feel like the whole movie was kind of oddly paced a little bit, especially with the fact that it was going through like two different storylines with the two different Shazam, both um, like where he's trying to find his mom and then also trying to figure out who he is as a superhero. I really wish that I kind of wish they would have just picked one. Do you, mm, you guys feel that way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I th I feel like you have to have him figuring out what his powers are for the gags, you know. It adds right. a bit of levity to the whole situation of him trying to find the mother that abandoned him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor fella! They set that up really classy, honestly. Like it, you know, with the um, little ball uh, compass thing and and all that beginning part although did you notice he was wearing the same clothes as he did as a kid no like, he wore the same yeah. clothes through the whole movie yeah. essentially. He, he did but like he had the same hat the same color jacket and everything like i wrote i had to write it down because i'm like i do not want to forget this because i was like why is he why is he wearing the exact same type of clothing it's just larger well maybe <laughs> like, wow. it's because he maybe it's because he thought he thought his mom would recognize him more if he ever met her, if he was wearing the same things he was wearing whenever he, she lost him. <laughs> hey, that sounds great. No, good job, hey, Andy. I like you're that. Talk, you're talking to a guy whose only a wardrobe is a plaid shirt. <laughs> so, but you wear like, it so I well. Get it. He, find, he found the style. He wants to stick to it. I get it. <laughs> oh, so uh, any final thoughts on Shazam? Um, yeah, just kind of a fun little movie, uh, I suppose. My daughter liked it a lot. Uh, she's 12 years old. So I think that that's a testament. She liked it more than any other DC movie. Um, and, uh, I kind of came out of it comparing it to Captain Marvel. And I, th I think I had more fun with this movie than I did with Captain Marvel, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. Bringing up Captain Marvel, I was really disappointed they didn't make a Marvel reference with this movie since that was his original name. Ah. Oh, really? Yep. He was he was originally Marvel and like in his comic book cuz this came out around the same time as Superman was becoming really big in the 40s and then whenever the copyright went away in the 1960s, Marvel Comics picked up the name and that's why they have to make a Captain Marvel uh, comic book every so often so they can keep that patent. Ooh, that's fascinating. Huh, so Shazam actually used to be Marvel. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, they should have made a little goof about that. That would have been in this movie's wheelhouse. Hmm, that's fascinating. I did kind of like the uh, how the, little, the kid uh, had all the little... Uh, DC memorabilia is like the replica of Batman's uh, Batarang and 
and uh, what was the bullet that hit a uh, Superman? Like that was kind of yeah. cool. I, I like stuff like that. This little world building things. So this to get you like, yeah, if I was a little kid, I would have done that too. Of course I would have. That's awesome stuff. Uh, well, very good. Well, uh, well, Mandy, what was your thoughts? Any final thoughts on the film? Um, I really liked it. It was definitely one of my favorite DC movies, probably at least in the top three. But I'm really excited to see what they if they do another one, especially with yes. the bad guy that they're leading up with. So, yes, yes, that would be cool. I, I think this film's done pretty well, so I'm sure we'll see a sequel. I would. I think I would want to see a sequel. I don't know. Like, I kind of am happy where the story ended. Like, I, I don't know if I want to dig more into this character because I, I I got the the big bit, you know. He's a little kid, turns into a big guy with superpowers. I just don't know if the if I'm that invested in the character that I want to see a sequel. But I don't know. Let's, we'll see what they do. It, it might be kind of cool. I like yeah, it. I'm curious if they do. Well, they are. They announced that they're making a sequel. Okay. Um, I and same director too. Um, I'm curious if they will take it in the direction of having the Shazam family be the focal point rather than just Shazam. Like, is it going to be a super group or is it just going to be Shazam moving forward? Because he kind of set that precedent. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That he is. I would really hope they would bring the family in because you could do some kind of cool stuff with it. But maybe it would be too busy. You know, that'd be a lot of a lot of people you have to manage, uh, you know, on on the screen. So maybe not. Maybe they want to just put the main focus on him. But that's a good question. I'm I'm interested to see that too. But I say go see it. It's a lot of fun. I would probably say other than oh, I might rank this one as being the best DC film to date. May maybe um uh, I might put Aquaman up there too. Uh I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. But I felt like this was a more coherently made film and it it nailed what they were trying to do and that is I mean I'm assuming they were trying to hit the family vibe and everything cuz if that's what they're aiming for they did it. If not it was a great mistake. And uh, I'm definitely interested to see what they do with it in the future. Well guys, we are only what two weeks away from the big motherfucker. You guys mm-hmm. getting hyped? Uh, kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. I uh, I'm gonna be seeing it at like seven in the morning on Saturday. Like all the tickets were just gone. Everything was gone. And apparently, this is Fandango's highest uh, uh, grossing pre-ticket sales to date. Uh, beaten i think it was uh, the force awakens or last jedi that did it last time i can believe it because everything was just gone in hours probably less than hours it's just incredible absolutely incredible i can't wait to watch it i'm super hyped and we will be reviewing that in a couple weeks but until that time we will see you all next week thank you so much everyone thank you guido thank you mandy for being here Mm -hmm. and thank you listeners take care see ya